not over. 86,000 more seconds, it's a new day. What you think this was? Wrote up on a challenge and you think you're gonna walk away? Nah, time's on your side. Time is the reason that you are alive. Master your purpose, you master your time. Stay in the bed or you get up and cry where you watch it. I got to do this for my daddy who ain't living for my family and my county. Cause they told me that they counting on me. And I'ma make y'all proud. Days like this can't hold me down. Power in my voice, even more in my crown. Blue and rap did it now, give you this sound. Welcome to another episode of Professional Coach the Podcast. This is Jay Harris. It's Chris Cooper. Chris Coop, man. What's going on with you? It's me. It's he. <laughs> <laughs> and number the thing, as you said earlier, trying to keep it Ain't on the road. But a G thing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> What's been up with you? Man, living loving life, living life. You know, excited about um my boy LeBron getting another ring. Yeah. Yes, he had to do it for the mumble, baby. Four ring king. That's what they call him, four ring king. Hey, man. And you know what's interesting that um, I saw earlier today that, you know, people, again, always, always, always trying to compare Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. Look, I'll put it like this, right? Jordan's legacy speaks for itself. Definitely. Kobe's legacy speaks for itself. But I will always be a LeBron James fan. Yes. Always. Yes. And people will be like, well, why? I'm like, yo, like, I was a huge Jordan fan growing up. But at the same time, Kobe, um, not Kobe, but LeBron was literally the first individual I could say I watched his entire career, including high school. Yeah. Because we didn't really watch Kobe's like that. Because we were uh, paying attention to Kobe in like the 90s. I mean, we weren't as... Right. Know. I mean, now don't get me wrong. We definitely watching the greatness that Kobe Bryant was once oh, he was in That's the league. Undeniable. But the phenomenon that LeBron James was and coming out of high school when right. I was in high school. Yes. So it was like, essentially, like, yo, this is like, it could be any of my boys Coming, you know what I'm saying? Like it was that type of joint. Right. Like, and what's crazy? I can relate. Yeah, and what's crazy is the guy has been on three different teams, has went to the finals on three different teams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, crazy. And now he has four rings. Four rings. Yeah. Four ring came. So the the conversation came up earlier today on Facebook that. You know, Jordan would have never traveled the country chasing rings. Kobe would have never traveled the country chasing rings. Steph Curry ain't traveling the country chasing rings. Cool. But how is that a knock on LeBron? You know, what I, Go ahead. What I tried to explain to another individual was, like, I hear what you're saying. It makes sense, except for you forget one thing. LeBron James was one of the first athletes, major star athletes, to take complete control of his brand and of his stardom. And most importantly, of his money. Yep. So understand this, that one, MJ and Kobe had Hall of Fame teammates and Hall of Fame coaches, both in Phil Jackson. LeBron James is noted to be player 
coach and GM of every team he steps on. Why? No one has all this power. No one man should have all this power. But you have Jordan, who is probably the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah. Who can't put a team together in Charlotte. So he doesn't have the aptitude to tell you right. how to build a team. Because he can't. Right. He knows how to play himself. He knows how to play right. with a team, but he'll know how to like you said, he'll know how to build a team with a successful team. Like you, right. you said that. That was a nail on the head right there. But this is the other piece of all of that. LeBron signs these short-term contracts, maximizing his potential to get as much money as he possibly can. So he signs with, and it wouldn't have been the case if Cleveland would have actually got him the help he needed early uh-huh. on in the game. Uh-huh. I mean, he was dragging them dudes, carrying them up carrying them. To, the, to, to the finals and had no help. And at some point, you get, you get tired of carrying that Absolutely. Whole Absolutely. And so what you see is he goes to Miami and say he created the big three, blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever, man. Like, cool. So what? But he also pulls together a system mm-hmm. that works. A strategic. And push the management to cut a dead weight. Yeah. Went back to Cleveland, did the exact same thing, brought Cleveland their first ring. They was all excited. Now they all ungrateful, as always. As always. And now he's in L.A. Did the same thing in L.A. He got there, didn't like what he saw, clean house, got his boy A.D. And here we go. Here we go. So all I'm saying is, man, I'm team LeBron all day. As far as the conversation about Jordan versus LeBron. Oh, this is what I say about they're, that. They're 1A and 1B. Yeah. Okay. You're right. I get it. This is what I say about that. Jordan was the greatest basketball player of his time. Right. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of this time. Say that again. It's just like I'm, I'm just using this as a comparison. Okay. It's just like it's just like the conversation between and you know people disagree and agree about this all the time. The conversation between Michael Jackson and Beyonce. People always mm. compare them as the greatest performers, the greatest performers, the greatest performers, and it just depends on who's looking at it and whose perspective you're listening to. But it's kind of the same thing. Is you can either say Michael Jackson is the greatest entertainer of all time. Or you can say Michael Jackson is the greatest entertainer of his time, and Beyonce is the greatest entertainer of this time. Or you can say Beyonce is the greatest of all time, just like the Jordan and the LeBron conversation. It's yeah. I mean, it's hot and cold with every other word. So, I mean, yeah. I just use that as as an anecdote. I'm I'm not one to say that, you know, one is better than the other. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think somebody put it in the same, you know, in that same. No, someone put it, you know, it's Michael Jackson, Prince, Stevie Wonder, like. Right, right. I mean, it's just, what what you come to listen to today? That's that's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. And just one last thing about LeBron. He not only knows how to move on the court, he knows how to move off the court. Right, right. And so I don't think Jordan had that. 
And Jordan's my third cousin twice removed from my aunt. So I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. So when you say Jordan didn't move off the court, what do you mean by that? I mean, just knowing how to play the the back end of, of basketball, what it takes to build a team and all this and that. That's what I mean, like, off the court. Okay. Not like career wise and stuff like that. Okay. Gotcha. Empathy, but no. It's so many varying opinions. Hear, hear me when I say this, though, right? The same to? thing that plagues number 23, Mr. Jordan himself, is the exact same thing that plagues Mr. 45. Got the wrong people around and won't let, will not let him know when he's making poor decisions. That's true. That's true. How was, how was, who was it, Adam Morrison? How was he your number one pick? Coming out of Arizona, where you had all them other boys that you could have picked. Oh, and then oh. and then you had my boy Kimber Walker down there by himself for years. Like Jordan's not a GM. He's not. But he's got too many yes men around him to make sound decisions. Yes, and that's all it is. And that can that can be a whole different conversation. Don't even get me started. Come on, move on, move right, on, move on, move on. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> you said 45, though. I'm just like, now who? who, who is I'm thinking like, now, I don't know who number 45 is. <laughs> you talking about that damn, I mean, sorry, man, that Trump, my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's talk about the fly on the wall, or should I say the fly on the head? Oh, Jesus. Let's talk about the, v- the VP debate. I don't know, I'm telling somebody, I said, if we had to say who won, I think Kamala won, but it wasn't by a landslide. If I'm being honest, it wasn't by a landslide. Um, but she definitely did yeah. in the debate. I didn't get the opportunity to watch it in its entirety. Or live, for that matter. But from the clips I did see and the constant commentary, honestly, I think I probably followed your your news feed through the entire thing. It may be going. I, listen, <laughs> I promise you, I'll be, I'll be worn out by the time it's over. You know, one of the things that spoke, that spoke to me the most was how excited I am to see the potential of a black woman finally getting her due. Yeah. That's what I'm hopeful for. And what that will do for the legacy and the esteem of not just our young black women, but also our young black men. Right. As our boy Rob LaRae says, black boy, black girl, you make the world go round. Yeah. You know, we talk about um, Auntie Maxine reclaiming her time. (laughs) But to see Kamala up there and say with full force, with and her chest. Pre- and looking presidential at that. What? I'm speaking. You had your time. I'm speaking. Or I would like to tell amount of time. I'm going right. to get amount of time. Taking up space. Uh-huh. And saying what's on your mind. hmm Because we've been silenced for far too long. Far too long. And they're still trying to do it. These still boys. trying to do it. Voter suppression in these long lines. Yeah, I was hearing about, uh, I think Georgia opened up today, and they said they had thousands of people out to vote today. But you know what? Lines were long. We're about eight million, we're about eight million ahead of where we were in 2016 with the votings right now. Man, we have eight million more votes 
at this point in the race right now than we did in 2016. Folks are sick of it. <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah. Kamala looked presidential. I think she did a great job. Um, and to say, I'm, I'm not going to sit up here and be lectured by the vice president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to be lectured by the vice president about my record. Right. So yeah. I, I, and, you know, we, I don't know if we had this conversation. Like I said, a lot happened over the summer that we just didn't get a chance to speak on. But when Joe Biden finally announced his running mate, I can openly admit that I was not excited. Okay. But the thing is this. I don't have to be excited about a candidate to know that I was never counting on them in the first place. Yeah. But also to know and understand that, and please hear me when I say this, because I'm not giving a pass by any means. But what I am saying is I'm all for holding people accountable. Mm-hmm. And we, if we allow this to happen, and we, we cast our vote, and Joe and Kamala get into office, as I hope they will, that we do what we need to do on the ground. Yeah. That's about this local to ensure that what was done in the past and the part of their record, that we're holding them accountable and those that are around them accountable yeah. to make sure that those same mistakes aren't made twice. Yeah. That's the most important part about it. And understanding that this system is, is broken and it always will be. And I'm sorry, I won't even say that it's broken. I'm about to say, it, this is how it was designed. I'm about to say, it's not broken, it's just designed this way. This is the way it's designed. But at the end of the day, I can still have hope. And what I truly hope is that at the end of the next four years, we get an opportunity to get something a little bit better than what we currently got, because this ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't it. Donna's, do you th- question to you, do you think the backlash with Biden and Harris would be different if it was Biden and Sanders or Biden and Warren? Do you think it would be as as such uh, uproar as it is now because it's Biden and a black woman? I think I was a little bit more excited about Elizabeth Warren. That ship has sailed. <laughs> ship is gone. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll kind of we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. More, more shall be revealed at this point. And in the meantime, keep our fingers and our toes crossed. Right. I mean, in the meantime, forty-five and got the COVID and got rid of the COVID in twenty-four hours. Twenty-four hours. A line, dude. Yeah, I I don't know if he ever had it. Yeah. Granted, granted, he's afforded the best health care. Yeah. Money can buy in the world, but. I think also, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I do know that whether he had it or not, he's playing a dangerous game. Playing a very dangerous game. Playing a very dangerous game because his supporters, they won't believe in it was a thing before. And for him to pop back up, hey, like, I shook it off. I'm dancing. Dirt off my shoulders. Right. Like, now they like, oh. It's not a thing. Like, oh, yes. We don't have a, we don't have to wear a mask to this rally because Trump said don't fear we're good, right? But also, finally in the bond. he's still on his um campaign trail. Yeah, and now now providing masks at, at all the um rallies. So masks are being offered. They're taking temperatures and they have hand sanitizer available. 
Which is funny because in that video I saw this morning, I ain't seen nobody with no mask on. Mm, I guess they're gonna have masks in Greenville. He'll be here Thursday. Oh, Jesus. Mine go to my house. Which man, you know, was wild. I don't I don't know if we talked about this the last time he came. I think we did. But I remember when he came to Greenville the last time around. It was the very start of his 2020 campaign. He mm-hmm. kicked off his campaign in Greenville, mm-hmm. which tells you a lot. Um <clears throat> Yeah, but dude. I remember telling my fiance at the time, yo, Trump's coming this week. And the very first words out of her mouth was, Jay, be careful. Yeah. And I remember that week, there were tents being set up all over town. And all this Trump paraphernalia was being sold. And it just felt different. Yeah, the whole like the the excitement that you should feel when you're when the leader of the free world, the leader of the country that you live in, is coming to town. The excitement that you should feel about that, and the pride that you should feel, the same pride that we felt when Michelle Michelle Obama Obama came came to Greenville, and before that, Barack Obama, who was not yet elected, Uh came to Greenville. And Joe Biden came to Greenville. Mm-hmm. How excited we were for that in 2000. It would have been 2008. And then again in 2014 or 13. Uh, and Michelle came in September 2012. 12. Mm-hmm. Okay, my bad. Yeah. But the excitement that we felt during those three occasions in the sheer I won't say fear, but anxiety. That's exactly what it was. The individuals felt throughout the town knowing that 45 was coming. Mm-hmm. And then for him to get on stage and to hear those chants. Then her back, saying her back. And individuals are not denounced. that whole situation yeah and then just a few weeks ago he tells this proud boys stand back and stand by stand back and stand by i said it like this if biden wins i might stay in the house for a few days if yeah. trump wins i might stay in the house for stay in the house for a few days because if biden wins white supremacists are going to retaliate if trump wins White supremacists are going to be empowered. Mm-hmm. Either way, they're going to act up. Yep. So, yeah, that's just how I feel. Bro. Facts. But, bro, do you remember 2008? Yes. Oh, was that not amazing? Listen, I was walking up college here. I was walking up college here. I ain't never heard so many black folks saying never would have had never would have made it playing, but Marvin said. I mean, the crazy, the craziest time. I remember it so vividly. So vividly. Everything about that night. I remember being in the bait in the basement in the lobby of Whitehall. We're all in there watching it, and when it was clear that Barack Hussein Obama would be the president elect. The sure joy 
and elation that came over me. Yeah. And then we all go outside and hang out and celebrate Crazy. and wild out. Craziest time. And we had been out there for about 35 minutes, to, about 35 minutes or so, 30, 45 minutes. And we look up back towards middle of campus mm-hmm. and to see the sea of black folk running down Run. the street. <laughs> yes. Running. Running. It looked like, um, Yelling. It looked like uh, outcast bomb of a Baghdad. Uh-huh. And we all ran downtown and shut Fifth Street down. It was just like <laughs> after dog on Carolina game and uh Man. in Chapel Hill. Yo, one of the proudest moments. But yep. I will tell you, man, this was the thing for me though. The next morning, I called my great grandmother, who at the time would have been her late 80s, maybe. Uh-huh. And she said, you know, I never would have thought I'd say today that this would happen. And yeah, I about I about lost it. That's real. About lost it. And fast forward just a few years from that, and it's hard to find that same joy. It's not. It's not present. You have to find it in other things that has nothing to do with politics. No, that's very true. That's very true. But you know, I was having a conversation with a friend last week, and her remarks was it's hard for her to find hope right now for our future. Yeah. And my response to her was this. I feel you, but also every day I'm surrounded by some of the brightest minds this world has to offer Mm -hmm. in the college students that we serve, that we work with. Definitely. And I can name five for sure, maybe a solid 15 that would not lay down, that would not give up. And they're fighting against the system every single day. Yeah. And I know for a fact that every campus has the same five or 15 on their campus making shit happen. Yeah. And not backing down. And that's, and that's why I still have hope for this future. Come for on. For our future. For this country. Yeah. We're in good hands. We all stayed out here. Yeah. <laughs> and we've seen it, man. I mean, you think about it. Not to toot our own horns. But we were part of that five or fifteen oh, definitely. a decade ago. Every generation has it, man. Yeah. Every group has it. And so as long as we still they got that lifeblood, as long as we got the lifeblood in us, we showing up. Yeah. We're not going down without a fight. It ain't happening, Captain. Crazy. I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. Me too. <laughs> we we live in a crazy time though. A crazy time. Have you seen the recent uh the recent news about uh is it with Cardi being offset and what they got going on? Man, you know, it's wild. Because we talk about the hope that we have in our hope music. and then <laughs> <laughs> and then we come to this. 
We come but, to this and Cardi B accidentally posted her titty picture on Instagram earlier today. Oh man. I mean like when she used to be stripper. That one accident. That one accident. But you know, it's very interesting. The whole Cardi B offset thing. Oh. It's messy. It's drama. But for some individuals right now, that's the that's the that's the distraction that's, that they need. Yes, that's the joy. That's the energy. That's, that's <laughs> You know, it's not necessarily for me, but I also won't stand here in judgment in that, like, I haven't had myself in some sort of situationship or some just toxic mix-up, right? Some the only difference between <laughs> Cardi being offset and maybe a, um, Jay Harris and a Chris Cooper is that, you know, our lives, as, as much as we own socials, our laws ain't out there like theirs is. Right. Right. I could post on social media all day and you not know what's going on in my personal life. Right. And that's how it's going to stay. But, you know, it's it's a lot. Um, it's but then also understanding that while some of this is for show and it's the persona and all of that, in real life, though, it's, it's their lives. It's still their lives. Yeah. You know, not to be too deep, but we're just going to lift them up, man. And all we got to do, that's all we can do. Yeah. Absolutely. That's all we can do. That's all we can you do. know, I think, you know, one of the things, too, is we can talk to a nauseam about who's messing up and. Who is she right for back. keeping him back? And right. Is he stringing her along and all right. of this, right? But, yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy. But you know what's funny? Like, he buys her gifts and things to get her back. She literally mm-hmm. said in one of her songs, I like gifts from my exes when they want a second chance. <laughs> she literally said it in her song. So, um, it's entertaining to a degree. Um and then, like on the other, if you flip the coin over, like you said, it's their lives. So we yeah lift them up and pray them through it. Now, what you're not gonna do though is post a um hundred and fifteen dollar um Graco baby seat draped yeah. in Rolls Royce. Yeah, and think we're not gonna know the difference. That we're not gonna know the difference. Right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, he just buying me a gift, but no. Uh, no. Y'all seen that joint? I was like, yo, that looks so fake. <laughs> right. <laughs> he had to go straight from the swap meet. I'm so dead. And Carter doesn't know no difference. Yo, it's wild. It's wild, but... It's wild, it's funny, but... Yeah, man, hey, I mean... It's not my life, so I can... I can I can chuckle, chuckle at it to a degree, and then, like... Right, Move on, right. move on. Um... But at the same time, too, you know, we talk about just the toxicity. Oh, can't speak. Talk about just how toxic it all is. Toxicity. We had a lot of toxicity. Yeah. We had a lot of um, a lot of smoke for Miss Jada Pinkett Smith just a few months ago. And um, you know. Yeah, the entanglements and all of that. 
you know, from, and from a mental health standpoint, I had my opinions of it all. Always kind of had my opinions about the whole red table talk thing. But oh, did you? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just from a mental health standpoint, she's basically out there playing counselor, people. right? And with no with no counseling certifications, right? 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 You know, but we could talk about all the no shows certs. out there like that. No certs. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. I am looking forward to uh, Taraji's show that's coming out on Facebook in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I think I'm looking forward to that. She's really been solid and promoting true mental health yeah um for our community and actually paying for mental health services for individuals and not trying to do it herself right. right isn't it crazy how people who think this is because they have money and influence that they are in a position to do what people are qualified to do like mm-hmm. just because i have a million dollars just because i have a platform i can try to heal you just because yeah or I, become I president exactly well, you just wrap that up in a bow and put it under the tree. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but, you know, the whole thing, though, is I mean, we can talk about double standards and all of that, but all the energy they gave Jada, oh, we didn't yeah. see the same energy for Mar- Marcus Houston, who, like, the very next month married a 19-year-old. He 38. Yeah. Like, it's all grooming. It's all grooming. It's all predatory. And, you know, we talk about, you know, early in the episode, we talked about um, Kamala Harris and all, and protecting our black women. Mm-hmm. But we have to do that on all fronts. All fronts. You know, Megan Thee Stallion had an article this week, and I think the New York Times, explaining oh, yeah, how she's good. reclaimed her sexuality and she's put herself out there. It is not a persona or something that, you know, her label has told her she has to do. Uh-huh. But this is who she is and how she per- portrays herself. And she gets all this smoke and energy from conservative women saying, oh, well, you know, you don't speak for me or you don't represent me, all this stuff. Cool. I never, I never I'm not trying it. to. I'm right. speaking for me. Right. And, you know, the same thing with, you know, Cardi and Megan with the whole um, wow. WAP joint. Like, girl, why are we so sensitive now? Did you get that we had a song come out in 2001 by a lady named Kaya that said, my neck, my neck, my, my back, back, lick my, and my, <laughs> I don't understand. No. Put it in your mouth. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> like, rump shaker? Rump shaker, like, yo. If you like, go back further, and for their songs, there's songs that your mom and them was listening to that you like, yo. Them songs the grandma had them songs out there. With a mic and a banjo, and she was singing about her coochie. So I'm <laughs> sorry. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> for lack of a better word. <laughs> uh, yes. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, as well. We live, in, we live in some crazy. But May, I like what Megan Stallion said in a video today. She said, they say it's okay to talk for my man, but not with my friends. Why can't I talk with my friends? 
It don't make sense, dog. Make it make sense. Crazy. Make it make sense. I can't. Yo, it's wild, yo. I mean, I know we kind of been all over the place with the episode today, but it's just so much stuff has happened in just a short amount of time. Yeah. And I think we'll be kind of unpacking this stuff all throughout the season, but I'm excited to see what happens next in life in general. Um, it's one of those things where more will be revealed each and every day. Time, um, time only tells. As I've been saying on um, on Facebook, this is um, season 10, episode 13 of 2020. And I swear, it's like, every day is another plot twist. It's another plot twist, another storyline. It's like reading a dog on R.L. Stein Goosebumps book. Right. <laughs> right. I mean... We haven't had and got to our winner yet, really. I thought I seen somebody say they won't be surprised if we get like 30 inches of snow at some point and just shut at everything down. If we get a snow apocalypse like we got in Raleigh a couple years ago. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. That would just be the icing on the cake. And we do for snow because we definitely didn't get none. This Don't speak that. I'm just saying, hey. We do for some snow, some ice or something. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's been a good episode. It has been. What can we find you at, man? You can find me on <laughs> Facebook at Chris, <laughs> <laughs> Chris Pullamont Cooper. You can find me on Twitter at Cooper, no, Pirate Coop, and on Instagram at CooperT07. Where you at? All right. You can find me on Facebook at Joe Michael Harris. Twitter and Instagram at Counselor Laugh. This has been another episode of Professional Coach of the Podcast. Yes, sir. Y'all take care. Y'all take care. Today's not over. 86,000 more seconds, it's a new day. What you think this was? Wrote up on a challenge and you think you're gonna walk away? Nah, time's on your side. Time is the reason that you are alive. Master your purpose, you master your time. Stay in the bed or you get up and cry where you watch it. I got to do this for my daddy who ain't living for my family and my county cause they told me that they counting on me. And I'ma make y'all proud. Days like this can't hold me down. Power in my voice, even more in my crown. Blue and rap did it now, give you this sound. Come